Welcome to Hardcover Hideout, the show that celebrates the lesser-known, underappreciated, and hidden gems of the graphic novel world. If you're tired of reading the same old comics or looking for something new and exciting, this is the podcast for you. Hello, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Hardcover Hideout. I'm Jared. I'm Chris. I'm Tasha. All right. For those of you that don't know, uh, we do take turns hosting episodes, and this episode is my turn to choose the book. And I chose one of my favorite comic creators, Jeff Lemire, and the book is May's book. But as always, before we get into the book, we're going to do a little roundtable discussion about other things we've been reading. Tasha, you want to lead us off? Sure. So I actually read books this time. I read a series called Crashing. There's five issues. It's not yet... Uh, complete series what is it called it's not yet a collected a collected edition edition yeah but i enjoyed the series it didn't take me long to finish it because i really liked it it was a good book the first book got me hooked and then i just read all the rest of the issues and the story gets deeper and deeper and it and it was a great storyline it ended perfectly and if it does come out as a collector edition, I'm thinking about choosing it because it was a really good book. I liked it and the art and everything. Cool. Look forward nice. to yep. having it on the, ep- on the show. Yep. The next issue, uh, next series I read, it, I only read issue one. It's called um, We Don't Kill Spiders. Oh, it's on my, on my yeah. list. There's another one you yep. want to Yes, um, it's not a collector's edition yet, too. Collected. It's a collected edition yet, yeah. too. Um, I really like my issues for some reason. That's how you. Because they're short. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. They're only 24 pages. Okay, continue. Yeah, so I read the first one of those. It's a lot of words, but it was a great storyline. I can't wait to continue reading because each book ends on a cliffhanger, which is why I keep reading each book. Yeah. And then I started a few books. I can mention them because I'm into it that I know the idea of it. Um, I started a book that I got like two Christmases ago and started reading. It's called Hooky by um, someone. Can't pronounce the name and I don't want to (laughs) try. Yep. It's about two teenage witches and... Okay, what, did you say it was called Hooky? Hooky, yeah. Like playing Hooky? Like playing no. Hooky? <laughs> H-O-O-K-Y, Hooky. Wait. Is that like the witch's name? I believe so. Well, you said you started it. I did. So, no, it's not. No, it's because they, um, they ditched school to that's go hooky. to this. Yeah, they, yeah, so that's why it's called Hooky. That's why yeah, because they ditched their witch school and they go live with this weird sorcerer that their parents sent them to. Because they ditched their first day and was late and revealed magic to the outside world. Right. So and they are now living with this wizard and there's a bunch of twists to it. Okay. So I started that. I don't know when I'll finish it. It's a really big chat. It's a really big book. Um, and then I started a different book called Wicked Things, created and written by John Allison. Allison? Um, it's a detective book. It's a book I got a few years ago that I started reading that never finished, so I picked it back up. Um, and then one of my newest books I got, Captain America, The Ghost Army by Alan Grant. 
Hmm. I that's got an, that. That's, a, that's an old one, isn't old it? Old like 90s? I, just, I don't know. It's new, It's a newer title because yeah. it's. I got it at Target with my dad. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's, I'm not, yeah, sure I'm not up on like the... a redo, but I'm yeah, not, that is oh, okay. a, an older story. Because yeah. I think he... Did he die? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I started a book we got at Half Price Books, Everyone is Tulip, by David Baker. It's an interesting story. I've liked it so far, and I stole it from my father. So. I was going to say, I do like the fact that she said, we got it. <laughs> I right. got it. And I then stole I it. Yeah. Well, you know, book. you buy books. Yeah. They're for everybody. Yeah, yeah, I stole it <laughs> off his nightstand and went, hey, I started reading this. I want it. So I just took it. Um, and then the last book I s- was reading and I'm almost done with is Delicates, the awesome. sequel to Sheets. So Which good. I'm sure we're going to do on this podcast, yeah. right? Yeah. Since we did I, yeah. Sheets. Yeah. So I started Great. reading that. It's on my head. Good book. Because <laughs> Whites just came out, right? Lights. Light, lights. Lights. Not White. Not Whites. <laughs> lights. <laughs> I guess the, it white. focuses that, on that the... changes it, the whole meaning of yeah. the book. <laughs> it focuses lights. on that other char- character that's in Delicates, and it's yeah. about... Oh, can um, I not say Taking camera. Well, I mean, we're going to read it. Taking pictures. That's, yeah. I'm like, a I can't say the name. Oh. What's her name? Eliza. That, the one that, that takes her, pictures of yeah. ghosts? Yeah. Isn't so, she in the next one? Yeah, that's what Lights is about. It focuses on her, more on her, I think. Anyways. We introduce her in Delicates. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get more into that when we do that episode. Right. Um, so those are actually all the books I read. I'm sorry it took forever. Well, we could. All right. Yeah. Chris? Okay, I didn't read much this last week. Um, I did read Amazing Spider-Man, The Hunted Storyline with Craven. <coughs> you've uh, read this the first time you've read it? Yeah. It, well, it's the newer Hunted. I mean, this just came out like a year ago. Oh, it's not the original. Um, it's not the original Hunted. Right. This is uh, more of like an updated version where they basically kidnap or hire mercenaries to kidnap all the villains and they lock them in Central Park to fight. But they also, Craven is taking money from rich people who then put on like VR suits and have robots kill okay. them. And there's a little twist. Ooh. And of course, Spider-Man. Black Cat is one of the the villains that are captured. So Spidey's trying to help her and everyone else out. So are they using that storyline for the for the Craven movie? Oh, I don't think so. Totally no, I think they're going to be using one of the originals. In the movie, he's more like an anti-hero. Yeah, right? he's not like a he's not a villain. Yeah, no, I think they're using one like more of his origin story one mm-hmm. with this one. This is, I think, <clears throat> too new to be put in the movie. Sure. Um, I mean, because his kid is in it. His son is like the. It's kind of showing you Craven's growth, I guess you could say, because he has an ultimatum over than just hunting and killing them, where his son is still kind of primal and wants to hunt and kill them, as well as right. let the old, the rich people hunt and kill him as well. Uh, but. It's good. I like it. Um, it also has a lot of Dr. Connor in it with his son. So, Kurt Connor, you know what that is? The lizard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that the it's, son? Yeah, well, he has a son. Oh. Um, that storyline sure. happened a while ago. Uh, just a backstory. Kurt Connor had a wife and child. He ended up murdering them as the lizard. And he was able to create clones of them. And then had Strange put their souls back in the clones. 
And so they're they're unfortunately with the clones that he did, he used a little bit of his DNA. So the clones are lizards as well. Okay. Um, but that's not really in this storyline. It's more just about him and his son. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I started reading uh, Deadly Neighborhood Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is very interesting. Um, I'm only like two issues in. Um, it starts out almost really like satanic. Mm. Um, but do you find out it's as you start reading, it's still our normal Spider-Man, but something's going on in the right. dream world. Uh, that's about it. Of course, this book and I have a stack of books I need to start. I just yeah, I gave you uh, or let you borrow sh- uh, blankets. No, no, you gave it to me. Did I? Yeah, you said mm-hmm. you can have. Okay. Now we have it in recorded. See, you just said it. All right. Well, yeah, <laughs> wait. Which one's blankets? Uh, which it's the one of uh, what's what's his name? Shit, forgot his name. Uh, it's another autobiographical. Uh, oh novel yeah, 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 yeah. About it's him the one growing we up find on in, in high that we school. wanted to do. That we wanted to do, but I couldn't find <clears throat> yeah, it on. It's about him. Yeah, him yeah. being coming up as an artist. In, yeah, do I? I have to read that too. Love story. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Now I know. What you mean. Anyways, Dad, yeah, you probably have it. Yeah. Father, do you think you're gonna read Spider Punk, the Battle of the Bands, the newer one? Yeah, that just came up on my list. Yeah. Uh, I read everything Spider Man, so I'll eventually get to it. Is yeah. that in continuity with anything, or is it? Like is it? A... Yeah. Well, I haven't even looked at it, so oh. I don't know if I it's. In continuity I, with the new Spider-Verse movie, or have you seen Spider-Verse? Not the new one. Okay. Yes, it's on uh, my list, too. Yeah, I'm sure I'll read it. You know, I'm in the middle of reading uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I have Spider-Gwen, uh, Silk, so I love the whole Spider-Verse. Um, other than that, I think that's about it. I have a list, a list of books I want to read, but it's all about finding time. Yeah. Usually, like I said, I try to go to bed early so I can read, <clears throat> but half the time I just end up reading for like five minutes and fall asleep. Yeah. I have a list of books for I sure. want to read. I just can't read. Well, let's see. Unfortunately, we're adults, so we don't get summers off to where we could just sit in our room and read. Hey, that's not true. No, Some adults true. get summer off. No. I used to get a lot of reading done on Fridays, but, yeah. you know, not anymore. I'll wait till school starts, <laughs> and I'll get some reading done. <laughs> she just got it. <laughs> that is because we record. Because we do this now. Okay. Yeah. I thought that's what you meant. Okay, Jared. What about you? What have you been reading? So I read a few things. I'm still trying to go through um, some of my books. So I, you know, you, I know you guys like your digital comics, but I have a lot of. Uh, I still like physical books, so I'm trying to get through my backlog of. To be read stuff. I so you should I, be saying it like this. You kids you like the kids. digital stuff. Like you got the, the digital. Actually, like most of the books I started are all paper books. Paper books. I love nice. the smell Look, of I have a paper. stack of them in my room. I like the way it <laughs> feels like in my hands. It feels in my fingers. Pack I just like digital tundra. more. We used to love paper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. back to this. Yep. So, uh, I read um, one of the, if not the best Justice League stories, in my opinion, uh, The Tower of Babel by Mark Wade. 
So I have the deluxe edition. So it's not the entire, it's not all the Tower of Babel. It has some of it has all of his stories that he wrote. He was the guest writer. Mm -hmm. He would come in and fill in for Grant Morrison during his JLA run. And but um, one of its one of the best stories that came out of that whole run was the Tower of Babel. Have you read it, Chris? I have not. Okay, it's it's really good. It's from uh, late '90s, early 2000s. So it's basically um, Raza Ghul wants to cut the population in half. Hmm. Sounds familiar. Start with a snap. Um, huh? Does it start with a snap? <laughs> no, but. Um, but only the humans, not not every creature on the whole planet. He actually he just wants to eliminate the human population. Hmm? And Thanos the for the whole galaxy. Yeah. Sure. So Roz is just you know thinking planet planetary or right. Earth wise. If he wants to just get rid of the humans, he's actually trying to bring back a lot of the endangered animal species, which I like. I can get on board with that. That's yeah, cool. me too. Um, but he's he's trying to do that. But he in order to do that, he knows he needs to eliminate the Justice League. So he finds out that Batman has contingency plans for each of the Justice League members, um, just in case they ever went bad or got you know um, brainwashed or whatever. He would have a way to defeat them. He has the hidden kryptonite. So, he has, right. Yeah. yeah. So you know, mm -hmm. if you've seen the movie, uh, I think it was called Doom. It was based on the, the Tower of Babel, the animated movie. Oh, okay. No, um, I just know the contingency plan has been mentioned in many, yeah. many stories. Yeah. So that's where this comes from. Yeah. They. It's, yeah, they've mentioned it in a lot of other stuff. <clears throat> so he has a contingency plan for each member of the Justice League, but Raza goes, goes, well, not him, but somebody, I don't want to say who, but goes in and steals it from the Batcave, and he starts using it against the Justice League. And then at the same time, he's sending out, like, this signal um, that makes written and spoken language incomprehensible so you know the whole world is in like chaos you can't read anything you can't understand anything uh, no matter what language you speak it's all just like it makes no sense so everyone is just like freaking out the whole world is in chaos so he they do that and then of course the justice league finds out that this was well he ends up telling superman i did this to you i'm the one who came up with these plans and so it's also about the Justice League confronting Batman and figuring out, like, what are they going to do now? Now that you know, they know he had all these plans and a lot of the stuff that he came up with was, like, pretty diabolical for uh, some of the characters. But if you haven't read it, it's definitely no, worth reading. I didn't read. know and that scene. Which one? They, is this the first <clears throat> time the Justice League finds out about mm -hmm. the contingency plans? Yeah. Okay, so I have read this. You probably have. I, it's been out for a long time. I was going to say, because I remember years. the confrontation of what they're going to do with Batman, mm -hmm. and he doesn't apologize for it. He right. he's basically sticks to his guns and says, hey, yeah. you never know when any of you are going to turn bad. Right. So and then, and then I'm not going to apologize end, for having they, a plan. They all vote. And they kick him out. Well, yeah, yes and no. I mean, you don't really see that. Well, I'll just tell you what happens. <laughs> Might as well. It's been out yeah. for a while. Okay. Yeah, it's, 20, <laughs> like it's been out for 20 years. <laughs> yeah. So they all vote, and it comes down, and it's an equal vote for yes and no, and it comes down to Superman. And they're like, um, basically, Superman, it's up to you. You're the deciding vote. And we walk in, and he, basically, you know he's going to tell Batman, you're out. But then he goes into where Batman was, and he's gone. Con. Yeah, he, that's he right. Just, he, and left. he just left. He, didn't, he, he knew. He didn't wait. He for knew it was going to come down to Clark, and that Clark. 
even though their friends was going to say, we can't have you, you know, basically you're out of the justice league. So he just left knowing that and that's how, and that's how it ends. Yes. So, yeah, but it's, it's a great story. Mark, I mean, Mark Wade is, I mean, yeah, he's awesome writer. So, and that's, I read the entire justice league JLA run and I'm not a huge fan of Grant Morrison's writing. So it was some of his issues issues were pretty hard to get through, but whenever it was the Mark Wade issues, those are my favorite ones. And so I ended up getting rid of all the I had the whole Justice League, the entire run in trade paperbacks. I ended up getting rid of all those and just getting the Mark Wade stories because those are the ones I liked. Anyways, so I read that. <clears throat> other um, I read two other books that um, are in the same series. Is called uh, the Kill Lock. And the sequel was called The Kill Lock, The Artesian Wraith. And they're both written and drawn, and I'm going to butcher this name probably, Livio Ramadelli, I think is how you say it. And it's published by IDW, and this guy uh, has done a ton of work for the past decade on Transformers, who's also um, published by IDW. Mm-hmm. So he's done a ton of uh, work on Transformers, and this is um, one of his... I'm not sure if this is one of his first works, but he wrote and drew all of it. The whole thing came with it and created all of it. But basically, it's set in a universe of sentient robots. There's no humans in the book at all. It's all about robots. Um, And the robots are all made in different classes and functions. you got workers and soldiers and engineers and so on. So everyone is made to do a certain job. Um, But they have, anytime, they don't have jails so if anything for punishments they uh for crimes they something called the kill lock and basically they it's always in a group of four so there's four robots that are linked together and if one of them dies then they all die so they all have to make sure that none of the other ones die they have to keep everyone alive and that's really die though hmm? is it really death if they're all made well they're alive they're they're all sentient they're yeah i mean they're basically alive yeah but it, you made they it have, sound like their their class is made from the beginning. If they were right. built a well, worker, they were. Well, then they don't well, have a choice. What do you mean? Well, well they're not. They don't have a choice in what they do. They're made well, to then, do whatever they do. But they are, you know, aware. They're conscious. They have, you know, they're not. You know, even though they are made to do this, they still have a conscious and they're well, alive. They're machines. How do they have a conscience? Right. <laughs> it's called. It's called make pretend. Right. That's how. It's people like you are going to make AI take over this country. <laughs> well, I didn't write the book, but anyway. Saying the machines. Did you their say machines. Make pretend. Make pretend. Make pretend. Like Kevin Smith says, you're going to make pretend. Yep. It's called make pretend. That's what comic books yeah. are. Make pretend. You have to suspend your disbelief of yeah. reality. Anyways, they're like they're robots all robots. And they're alive. You mean I can't turn into upgrade soul? But then how is that the fair? Ugh, upgrade souls. How is that fair? I mean, are they just randomly four robots picked to be together? And if one of them goes bad, they all get killed? Correct. That's why it's a punishment. Is that a punishment or a death wish? Well, it's not. If they want, I mean... Like, what do you I, mean a death wish? Sounds they like don't... a horrible society. I'm like, a punishment You can't choose what you want to be. If three other people you're connected to, one of them does something bad, you get punished. 
Well, yeah, but you're being already killed. being punished, so that's the thing. You have to make sure that. Wait, wait, wait. You're... Okay, so the four that are put together are, are all criminals. Have all criminals? Yes, correct. And is it like probation now? No, no this is forever. Okay. They're they're linked together forever. So this is like strike one and two. The minute you get do something bad, you're linked to four other bad people. Yep. Now, if one of those four robots, I'm going to stop saying people, one of those four non-sold P robots do something bad, you're all on strike three and die. Well, if they die, it, it doesn't matter what they do. Whoa, they could kill whoa. somebody else. It doesn't matter. Only if well, no. they die. But now you're saying that, let's say this other one, you know, the battery rears down or he has a loose wire and it shuts him off. No. The other three get shut off? It doesn't really work like that. I thought that's what you just said. Yeah, you just said one dies, they all die. Yeah, but there's no there's no batteries. There's no, like, Wires. they would have to be, like, killed by something or themselves. There's not, so like, they're if just going <clears> to... <throat> another group of robots are doing something bad, and the other one's just getting an oil change, and is caught in crossfire and gets shot in, mm-hmm. in the head. And yep destroys his cpu they all the other three just yeah whatever they're doing well they have to like yeah i mean if they get shot and injured then they can be repaired they can be healed or whatever like it's only if their processors get destroyed so like if one dies do they automatically all die or do they like all get shot what so basically their heads their heads blow up you're basically you're saying that the minute they do something bad they're punished for the rest of their lives or the rest of their power level well they're criminals yeah so they're saying now you guys are all linked with these other criminals there's no rehabilitation with the robots what is this called? correct why don't you just reprogram them the kill lock because they're not reprogrammable they're these are they're they're basically a human Conscious and personality. I'll pass. Okay. I'm actually kind of right. interested. Well, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Was that really the last one you read? Oh. Yeah, but I have a lot. Look at all these notes I did. I got right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah did you not check on that doctor? He says, like, piles of notes. I'm like, is that is that all he read? Are or... you Are you done because I keep... <laughs> you should re- you should read it because it was my probably my top in my top five books I've read this year. It's yeah. really good. So let me guess, they tried to find a cure for the kill lock so mm-hmm. that they can get release the others. Yeah, <laughs> but there's a lot more to it than that. All right, go ahead. But anyways, go ahead. No, no this I'm, is your I'm, time. I don't want to. I'm done. Interrupt you. No, go it's ahead. Good. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get through all your notes on the... No, he didn't because no, I, I, was, didn't being, because I, I didn't was being even, an ass. And I didn't even get halfway through. <laughs> he's he's oh. pouting because I was being an ass about it and he didn't get through his notes. Go through your notes. Go ahead. I'll be quiet and I'll make good positive comments. I'll just sit here. So go ahead. All right. Anyways. So this story follows four of the robots that have been sentenced to the kill lock. And they're sent off to a different planet. A lot of times they'll maroon them on a planet somewhere. Uh, the different pe- different robots. Uh, none of the robots have names. They just call each other by their class. So the the four that we follow, we have the Artesian class, which is like the engineer, uh, Wraith, 
which is a soldier, a labor class, which is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that's uh, called, they, they just call him an unfinished, but he's basically a child. He's, so, you know, and they, they grow up. I did mention that, like, they're made as children and they actually grow into adults. So when you say they're just called by their class. Yep. So does that mean, because there's probably tons of race, mm-hmm. they all called Wraith? Uh, well, no, mean? when you get in more into the second book about mm-hmm. the race, wraiths, they do mm-hmm. have classes within the wraiths as okay. well. But the other ones, within the four of them, they just call each other By artesian class, class gotcha. wraith Wait, class, so there's labor class. Kids? Yeah. Are these kids in four groups, or is it till they do something there's one. Bad? There's one kid in the group of four that so we follow. he can be yeah, killed really cool. at any moment. Sure. So what does a kid have to do to be punished? Well, that's part of the story. And I guess <laughs> you need to read it. Yes, I do. Is this yeah. whole podcast? Because I don't want to. It's, it's good. It's, no. it's one of the major plot points of this book. And I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to necessarily give that away. Now. But the kid has a big part in why they're going to go try and find the cure. Okay. And again, the book is called The Kill Log. Lock. 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 L-O-C-K. The kill. kill lock. lock. As in they're all locked together as one. All right. Uh, Anyways, I'll, I'll get to What the, planet? Like, is it Earth or is it just a... Just a up? different universe. Okay. Yeah, it's all... Yeah. They have one planet where they call it the home world, where all the robots are from, but they do... Like I said, some of them, they send them to different planets, so they do... It is a little bit of jumping from planets to planets during this. Okay. Um, so all the um, they all have human personalities and characteristics. The artesian is who's like he's the smart like scientist engineer guy. He's basically like a murdering narcissistic asshole who cusses all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of funny actually. He's he was a good. I liked I liked him in the story when he wasn't like killing people. But anyway, um, and then where was I? Oh. So then the labor class is, is an alcoholic, and the like I said, the unfinished, what they, they call them the unfinished, is, uh, mean, chi- is a mean, child. You mean the labor class, alcoholics? Yeah. Wow. No, well, just just this robot. Just this like robot. Like I said, they all oh, have individual oh, personalities. Oh, wow. Just, no, they don't, not all the labor class are, like, one of the labor class mm-hmm. um, in the next, in the second book has a gambling addiction. Like, they give, he gave them, like, real, like, real human problems, like. That they deal with so okay for me this was one of the the best things i've read so far this year so i, w- I would definitely recommend it i don't think chris is gonna read it but you know i'll try it i, I'll I would try. definitely recommend it how many um, pages even if you like sci-fi <laughs> um i'm not chapters? even gonna a- i'm not even gonna answer that <laughs> definitely recommend it and uh that's all that's all i have that's to fun. yeah that's the that's... one <laughs> Chris isn't gonna read it. <laughs> well, if a daughter, if his daughter reads it, he should read it's, it. It'd be better if you just read it without me telling you anything about it. But anyways, if I read it without you telling me about Never it, mind. All right. Like you just told me. Basically, he's saying that it would have been better if he just mentioned what he read and say it's a good book rather than going through it with specifics because I'm like, now if, that i've heard the specifics i'm thinking it's ridiculous i'm like that's what he's saying like, I just, I is that what read you're read saying it. yeah yeah that's exactly like, what he's i want to read it now next time i'm just gonna be like i read good it, book uh, Ooh, the justice league and the kill lock i'm done 
I'm done. <laughs> That's what I did. I can't wait till next next podcast. I'm gonna shit all over your books. Now <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway. yeah, see, this is good material. <laughs> Yeah. I love the fact that you pouted. <laughs> like, I'm done. I'm done. It I'm was done. A, a red. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Jared. That was that was great. Even though it doesn't sound like something I would read, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Because apparently, I mean, it's a popular book, right? Yeah. yeah a lot of people like it. Just because one person just didn't think it sounded like something he would read. So that's all I've been reading. So we'll go ahead and get into our book for this week. I chose uh, May's book, published by Dark Horse Comics, which was originally released in five issues, five single issues, from September to December of 2001. And the collected edition hardcovers came out in June of 2022. Our creative team is a short list. Uh, Jeff Lemire pretty much did everything on this book. He wrote it, he colored it, he drew it, he did the covers. The only thing that he didn't do was the letters, which were provided by Steve Wands. So uh, Jeff Lemire, like I said, is one of my favorite writers. Uh, so Jeff Lemire is known for a lot of different different series, genres. He's written for Marvel and DC, and as well as all the independent, Dark Horse, Image. Uh, one of my favorite series is the Black Hammer series from Dark Horse mm-hmm. Comics. Gideon Falls is is awesome. That's a sci-fi horror book. Uh, that's my image. DC, he wrote Green Arrow and Animal Man, and then Moon Knight for Marvel. So he's written all all over the spectrum as far in, genre, in different genres and uh, as far as superheroes and sci-fi and you know, a lot of a lot of his books have at least some type of supernatural elements in them. But um, so that's basically if you didn't know Jeff Lemire, that's have you read Black Hammer, Chris? I have not. It's in my list. Yeah. So is Gideon's... Gideon Falls. Gideon Falls. I would recommend those for sure if you're... Depending on... I know the two books we've done on this show from Jeff Lemire are a little, are quite a bit different than, than those. If I if you, if you I was going to recommend one series I would pro- from Jeff Lemire, I'd probably say Black Hammer. So. Okay. I definitely recommend that. Yeah, because I am going to sure. mention. I mean, because we just read not too long ago, Underwater Welder, right? Uh, which I see a lot of similarities mm-hmm. between Wait, those was two that books. Okay. That was Jeff yeah. Lemire. He also drew it, as you could probably tell. Yeah, right. Yeah, we'll get in. We'll definitely get into the art. I'd probably. I'll have you uh, lead off our art discussion. So I will talk a little about the book, set it up, kind of talk about what it's about, and then we'll have our general discussion and our thoughts and things like that. So, so May's book follows William, who is a city-building inspector in Toronto, Canada. We find out through a series of flashbacks that within the last 10 years, his daughter passed away and his wife has left him. Um, so the yeah. Left him, remarried. And remarried, child. yeah. <laughs> yep. Started a whole new life without mm-hmm. him. So the book opens with a picture of his daughter. Her name is Wendy, wearing one of his old sweatshirts, this red sweatshirt. Sweater. And sweater. Sweater, sorry. An old sweater. Because that's a big part. His old, the... yeah. It's an old sweater, one of his old sweaters. And we can't find, um, we can't see her face at the beginning. We just see her, basically her body, just the sweater. But the sweater plays a major part in the story. Um, his daughter used to wear it all the time. 
even though it was an old sweater. He said it smelled like mothballs and had a hole in it. And she would pick at holes. it as it's like a knit sweater. So she would pick mm. at this hole and pull out strands of red, of red thread. Um, and it's these th- red threads that we will see throughout the book, uh, throughout Will's journey throughout this book. So, uh, William is still, he's obviously grieving over the loss of his daughter. He doesn't really have a life, so to speak of, he just goes to work, comes home, doesn't really talk to anybody, doesn't really do anything outside of work. Um, then one night he gets a call on his cell phone, 3 AM from an unknown number. The first night he just ignores it because it says unknown and he just goes back to sleep, goes to work next day, comes back home, same, uh, same exact time the next night, same unknown or another unknown number calls him. And this time he says, I can hear you breathing and he knows someone's there and the voice says, I'm at the center and you need to find me, daddy. And so he's convinced that it's his daughter who again, who has been dead for 10 years. Now, the significance of her saying, find me at the center, is because his daughter loved mazes. He would buy her maze books all the time, and she would just go through them. And, you know, she'd figure them out super fast. And a lot of his memories that we see throughout the book is her doing these maze books, even throughout all the way up to uh, when she was in the hospital. Uh, And throughout the book, uh, Will will go through a series of mazes to find his daughter. And in fact, the panel layout in uh, issue four, actually uh, the panels go up and down and left, right to left and all over the page. It's a maze. Like yeah. a maze. Um, so, and that's why I was, a- I, th- I was asking you guys earlier about how you, because you guys r- read it digitally, if you look at the whole page or just panel by panel, because if you just go panel by oh, panel, you would have missed, yeah. you probably would have missed that, that it was going like a maze so that's what i was asking you that earlier so um and then uh he goes to his wife's house and he looks through wendy's stuff um after this phone call and he finds an unfinished maze uh that's in a it's like a circular pattern and there's a center in it and he uses that to find he's trying to use that to find her uh, can I add ahead. something in? Yeah. Can I just say the wife was really rude. About yeah, really it. rude. She's like, you can't just show up. She's like, I don't want to talk to you. And then tells him he's crazy. Doesn't help him at all. Just tells him to leave. He asked for yep. one thing. Now, in her defense, it has been it is 10 just a ran- years. Yeah. <laughs> right. And, and she she's obviously moved, moved on. on. Mm-hmm. And he clearly has not in 10 years. But yeah. she did seem kind of rude and kind of... Yeah, she had, she let him go up to, to the attic yeah. and look through her stuff, and then she's like, "Get what you need and get out." And uh, she was yeah. basically and done also with them. she's like, "I'm over it. You should be getting over it." I'm like, mm-hmm. uh. "Right." Well, you've moved on. He hasn't. <laughs> yeah, you can mm-hmm. tell. And she also points out his looks, which is like, "You've let yourself yeah, go." Yeah, he he was very unkempt. He's very. Mm-hmm scraggly beard he looks obviously doesn't take care of himself so he doesn't care he's just you know going through the motions which he says just repetition he just tries to get through the day and that's that's all he cares about yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so um so that's kind of the you know the whole setup of the book a little bit we can get a little more into it chris you want to talk a little about the art color 
I know you're well, not a you're not a huge fan of Lemire's art. I like I said when reading this. I mean, even our main character William looked a lot like uh, the father mm-hmm. from Underwater Wilder, Wilder. and I who mean, also looked like Jeopardy, Jeopardy from uh, uh, yes. Sweet Tooth. He definitely had his male adult male characters yes, have, have a, look. a look. Yeah, um, it's not that I hate the art. It just if when you look at it, it's Jeff Lemire's art. There's mm-hmm. no really, it, especially his stuff. It's very distinct. Yeah, there's nothing <laughs> that, you know, except for the storyline, there's nothing that separates this from Sweet Tooth, from Underwater Welder. <clears throat> uh, like this, if you just took one panel of this, one panel of Underwater Welder, and, you know, put them next to each other, you think you might look into the same comic. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I did really enjoy the style he chose for the panels like you said if you don't read it mm-hmm. in full screen when you're reading digital you'll miss it but it was literally the minute he starts looking for his daughter it's a maze i mean right. you're going through a maze mm-hmm. and he made sure each panel was a maze that if you printed yep. them out and set them next to each other it would yeah. be Which know, not so much a maze the, yeah. but right. i mean one yeah. distinct path right uh, yeah, and if you read the back of the book with the making of, yeah. he shows you. He shows you putting his, a, his sketches out on the have. floor and connecting. Yep. Um, I mean, again, Jeff Lemire's art is nothing amazing per se, but because it's like I said, it's Jeff Lemire art. Uh, when you look at it, you're like, mm, he's a good story writer, but you know. Except for his use of colors, like you can tell which things are going on in his world, in his mind. Um, I love how the daughter was in bright, vibrant colors, even when her face was blank. Yep. You know, she's in the red sweater and very vibrant, where everything around is still kind of muted and yellow, and you know yeah. that greenish yeah. yellow, yeah. which is indicating aging. Yeah. You know, like paper when it gets old, it gets yellow. Uh, the blue is more of a a hazy dream state like you can't tell if you're in reality or in his mind because everyone there is in the room in the world but it just isn't clear i mean especially when he runs into the street and everyone has blank faces yeah which or on the subway on the subway which Mm -hmm. indicates to me that this is more you know in his mind. I mean, the fact that he points out in the very beginning of the story that he's forgetting what his daughter looked like. Right. I think all these are characters in his subconscious that he remembers, but doesn't quite remember what they look like. Or, you know, he knows them, but probably couldn't pull them out of a lineup because, right. you know, they're part of his life, but they're parts that haven't been in his life for a long time. So... I mean, the same with us. If you try to think back to someone you knew in college or high school that you didn't keep in touch with, you can sort of sort of see them, yeah. but distinctly making out their face is right. almost impossible, yeah. which is what I thought this was doing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'll let you talk more about the story. But the art, I do, I do feel moves the story along. Um, but again, I always say Lemire's art isn't 
Yeah. Yeah. My my favorite. Go ahead. (laughs) I have an opinion on this. Go ahead. Um, I kind of like the style of art. The only thing that I really liked, though, was when it was all these different colors. There was always the red string. There was Mm -hmm. always the red. Red was always prominent. If he was using a red pen, red string, the red sweater. If there was red, it was a bright red, even if it's a gloomy background. It was always a bright red, and I really liked that. Because he could be in this, like, all muted blue or muted black area, like his mind, and he would still see these bright color, this bright red, and it reminds him of his daughter. That is something I really enjoyed from the art, was that one little detail, was that there was always red. Yeah, I agree. I thought it looked good with the, a lot of his colors are like that sepia muted. Yeah, very muted. Like you said, yeah, and the red string or the red marker it all it looked it it was very visually like drawing your eye to that and i don't know what it is with jeff lemire and like faces it does not matter the age the situation the class everyone looks like they've lived through the grapes of wrath (laughs) like they've all had to travel through the dust bowl and find jobs they're just their faces look always so worn tired i mean like even when you like see the kids in like sweet tooth they just look i mean of course sweet tooth does take place in a yeah post-apocalyptic yeah. but it's just everyone just looks so i mean even his neighbor who's supposed to be like you know that angelic save him kind of person is which i feel he she is she's brought in to kind of help him preach reality again even she looked like she was just worn like she has just had a hard life even his wife who's all like with the kid and right you know kids eating breakfast and is everything okay mom and looks like he's heading out to the field when he's done <laughs> he's going to school yeah so, right uh, okay maybe it's because jeff lemire grew up on a farm maybe. i don't know <laughs> he's just like this is the farm american farm. gothic is know. his favorite painting <laughs> right of course yeah yeah yeah, it's that's a good point. Yeah, it's if like I said, it, you you can it's very distinctive. You can tell like he has a style. Yep, that's what he does. Yep, like but I yeah. enjoyed the art. And, but it, was... he does a lot of his own writing with other artists. So yeah, you know if his right if his his art's not for you, there's plenty of other books where I think oh, yeah. he's an excellent writer. So that's I do. I think he, I like his writing. Yeah. I I enjoyed in the back of the book the progress of the covers. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed looking at that because that was really cool how he went from he was like trying to design the perfect cover by he was like trying these different things or he didn't really want to give away the story but he also wanted to keep it and then I then he came to the one that he chose which was I think he I do know one he did try was the scribble method where it's just a bunch of lines and scribbles creating the face of this guy of the guy i forgot his name already william william and then there's a maze i believe behind him and then he talks yeah. about how he got oh, his cover oh, he had one where there was yeah his william was, was was the maze, the maze. he had yes. one where the maze was over his mm-hmm. behind Overlaid. him like yeah a lot of different there was like a cover for one of the issues where the daughter was in the center of the maze without a face and her mm-hmm. red sweater and the maze is in red in the sweater yarn and it leads to her sweater. Um, there was these, it was some of the art really represented what the, chap, the issues were going to be about, 
which was really cool um, and it was nice. Um, but I think the cover he chose was really good. Yeah. I agree. All right. So we talked about the art. Jerry, do you want to go ahead and talk about this? Like, I would say more. Do you want to talk about the, uh, not so much mm-hmm. the story, but the maze. Uh, God, what's so the, the maze. I had the, it the upside down. So okay. one thing I, I, when I was while doing research of, for this book, I came across the five stages of grief. Which is, you know, when people are grieving, mm-hmm. they say there's five stages. Denial. Anger. De- yeah, so yeah. denial, anger, bargaining, I mean, depression, and acceptance. acceptance. And I think you can, I mean, pretty much see points throughout this book that he's experiencing each of these yeah. um, stages. Because obviously he's grieving. This whole book is a, about basically grieving. him grieving. Yep. So um, I, you, you can definitely see that. So I think that it was a good job of portraying portraying him going through that and um what else sorry uh, besides the five stages of grief um which clearly you know you can tell that you know the denial is his mm-hmm. daughter calling him so he's denying right. that she's dead um yep. you know the anger and he's you know, punching no punches punching the, the wall. wall when he gets to the dead end mm-hmm. um I don't Bar- know so much bargaining. bargaining. I think, well, it depends on what you think. Like, is he, well, he was like bargaining with his that, wife a little well, that bit. Could about also like, be, she's, she might be alive. She, you know, that's kind of uh, like, but he's also bargaining with the himself. homeless person. He's and, bargaining uh, with yeah, himself. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I don't, of course, think, depression. And, yeah. you know, I think the whole point of the maze was it's sort of like a link in his brain, his conscious, the fact that, like, we, <clears throat> Uh, talked about at the very beginning he was talking about how he's forgetting what she looks like and so I think this was more of a trying to remember her mm-hmm. kind of thing yeah. you know she's stuck in the middle of that you know long term memory that's starting to fade where he's never going to you know forget her but he's starting right. to forget details what yeah. she looks like um, and so and then the use of the dog yeah um as a guy Mm -hmm. yeah go ahead i'm like i was gonna get into the dog there's so we talked about this neighbor that she in her apartment she had this photo of um this dog this dog that ran away she lost she lost him he got lost yeah Yeah. right he ran away two years ago two years yeah and then she thought he was gone forever, um, but I think it was, like, the night before he went in her apartment, She he had a dream where this dog was leading the way to this maze that's his conscious. Um, yes, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right, but I think he was more following. Yeah. I don't think he was mm-hmm. leading because he got the tattoo on his mm-hmm. arm of the maze and was... Right. Yes. Yeah, and then he was he was following the red the red uh, thread yeah part but the dog of the did way. not follow and the the well the, that was a that's the, a big part of his subconscious that's yeah. another part of the so uh, he did not stay on the path he did not keep his eyes ahead okay. the Taurus he right there's a Taurus centaur centaur, centaur. Min- which because Min- this is no. based on no no no, no, no. minotaur uh, yeah because this is based, based on the minotaur and the labyrinth, the labyrinth correct yeah. Well, that, yeah, that part is. And right. then you find mm-hmm. out that the mentor, 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 there we go. 
then you find out the, the minotaur. minotaur. It was him. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the only thing blocking his way was him. Is himself. Is yeah. himself. And then right. he finds so his daughter. Him going into his own mind, his own subconscious, right. yep. and kind of figuring his own shit out. And Which, trying to figure that. Which, yeah. Like, yeah. And then oh. we're in the book, and then did it... He said something about remember that door he opened. Remember, did he at the beginning of the yeah, book? The he said there, there's a there's room a, there's in a my. Room. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, there's the a mind. room in my head, and in in this room yes. is my daughter. And, and then, you see, but I can't remember in, what her face looks like. She's laying and, on the ground, yeah. and she's doing her mazes in the book and, with no but face. blank face. He's like, I'll, I can remember the sweater. I can remember the mazes. I remember all of this, but I just can't remember what her face yeah. looks like. Then, Which that's how memories are like we don't remember things exactly how they happen like mm-hmm. memories are not like dvrs mm-hmm. we remember things differently than they actually took took place sometimes mm-hmm. so yeah memories we, are weird yeah we f- see this door later in the story at the end basically and he opens it remembers his daughter's face his daughter's face the hold on my mind went blank he they he has a talk with her and she tells him this is not what you're I'm not who you're looking for, something Kinda. like that. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. yeah. The, this isn't about me. Yeah. It's this about, isn't about me. This isn't about me. Yeah. Oh, he he says come with me. Right. Uh, leave with me, yeah. and she says I can't, I can't. I can't leave. This isn't about me. Right. Yes. Which and is you know. It's, she it's also asks why he's him. there. Don't stay. Something like that. Right. Well, yeah, basically, she was telling him to move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. I'm then, in this room. I'm in your memory. You yeah. can move on she, with your life right. now. Basically, yeah. I'll, I'll always be here, always be in your memory, but you have to let yes. me go. And then here's his um, final stage of grief. We see her. Right. She's acceptance. Yes. She's she accepted. Yeah. She the, accepted um, it. Then what was, uh, what was her name? The girl he meets, it, well, I don't think we talked about her that much yet. So there's a oh, girl the, in his, the neighbor. The girl, their neighbor in his apartment, he first meets her, they're getting their mail. Mm-hmm. Right. She says something like, hey, well, how I you doing? that's not the first time and they kinda, met. And he kind of blows her off. When he gets his yeah, mail. Yeah, when he gets time. his mail, that's the first yeah. time they meet. And she's she's like trying to strike up a conversation and he just blows her off. Okay, so I, I she, see what Tosh yeah. is talking about. There is a scene where he's getting his mail She's looking at him from behind while she's getting oh, his mail, but sure. never interacts. He doesn't even really recognize right, her. Right, doesn't even realize he's realize there. she's there. Right. Yeah. But anyway, she plays a big part in this. They He gets locked out of his apartment, and she lets him come in, offers him tea and food, and they start actually talking, and he's actually maybe developing a friendship for the first time in 10 years we find out they have jobs that are the opposite like Mm -hmm. she works to to save historical buildings and to make sure they don't get turned into condos and And he's the person that turns those buildings into condos he's the inspector that okay i was gonna say granted he doesn't turn them he doesn't do the he's the inspector to make sure that they're built correctly yeah and she's like well i meet the enemy right I mean, so. and he's he's a he's a stickler in his job too, right? Yeah, and like, he's it's like only like oh, eight millimeters two, off. Two inches; those rebarbs are <laughs> two inches yeah. off. You gotta re- pull them out, redo it. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, the uh, the girl, his neighbor, they uh, she kind of is the saving right. grace at the end. Right. Like she's his 
his start, his new start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the one thing I did like was when he finally, his daughter and him accepted that she's gone, she untwines mm-hmm. in the red in the red. You did yarn. like that or you didn't? I did. You did, yeah. I liked that that really showed that he's moving on. She mm-hmm. will always be in his memory. Yep. He will always have the memories of her, but he needs to move on from her. And then he wakes up in a random alley. Just like on the street. <laughs> like yeah, in the like, middle of the street. What is he? What is the <laughs> Has other, he been sleep What are the other people in the street? Like this guy's just wandering around. And I'm like, like running that's the one thing Minotaurs. that made me confused. I'm like, wait, he's now just in the middle of where? <laughs> right. So, but then he finds the dog. His mm. neighbors lost yeah, the, dog's, the dog. Right. The dog messed with me because I was it talking. It just felt like <laughs> it, everything. It was talking in his in his dream, his dream. state, right? But it just seems like right. everything in blue was his subconscious, his dream right. state. I mean, because every setting he picks, you find out when the daughter was dying of cancer. I'm assuming. Yeah, they don't seemed, really say. They it. didn't say, but but it, it just seemed, seemed like cancer. Yeah. Seemed like cancer. she told him about a dream she had with all the. The poles, the electrical poles, uh, mm-hmm. and then there's mm-hmm. the woods, and you know he left right. her and he couldn't find her, and and oh, they were camping. that's camping, right? Yeah. When they were camping, right? And that basically is the setting for his first image of it, where he's walking through all the light poles that go right into the mm-hmm. uh, woods, and he sees that person, that homeless man who also shows up a lot, for some sitting reason, there yeah. for some reason, um, and then the next time it's the city, and we meet the talking dog and i just assumed it was a manifestation that he saw from the picture and that's what he chose which is to link us to the new girl he met he saw the dog in his dream before he saw the picture yeah did he yeah Yeah. oh okay that's why when he was in her apartment and he saw the picture of the dog he was like shocked because he's like that's Mm -hmm. the same dog and then he started asking her about it yeah um so yeah and then it just and then he when but he then wakes he up, wakes up. Then the the, the dog is there. actually there. The yeah, real dog. and he takes the I'm dog I'm so back. confused. Where did he end up? <laughs> well, yeah, that part I was like, like, two, like he's like, been gone for two years. Two years and he was like right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like yeah, in the like, alley the around the corner. Yeah, like the dog comes out of nowhere. <laughs> this, hanging this, out for a while. Yeah, I'm like our main guys in the middle of like an alley just passed out. I'm like, no one's questioning all of this. I'm like, how did he get there? First of all, it depends on the city they look on. Or they live in, you know, oh people passed out in alleys is probably just a normal everyday thing. Yeah, but I'm also like, how did he get there? Because wasn't he, like, asleep in his own house when he went... S- Wait, which time? When when he did the whole adventure in the blue. The f- when he found his daughter. I Didn't he? No, he, no, 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 no. He went under into the grate. Right. Went down. Remember, I kept going the, the upside down. And then he came back up. The dog was there. The dog said, what yeah. took you so long? I think there's some fumes in the Yeah, sewer. I, I kept calling it the upside down. Because <laughs> he just yeah, he came up goes down, down a ladder, and there's literally and then, like a ladder five feet away. And, and then he was... There were um, some fumes in that sewer. Yeah. yeah, and then pretty much the entire last issue up to the last few pages is him in this mm-hmm. hallucination, mm-hmm. dream state, whatever you there want to call it. Also, when we see this monster, or whatever you guys call it, the Minotaur. 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 It's him. It's a man's body and a bull's head. He gets... Uh, okay. He gets... Um, it's a man this bear flashback. Pig. It's a man... 
<laughs> half man, yeah. half bear, half pig. Um, he gets this flashback to the when this the daughter tells him about the dream about the yeah about that, and he says he'll never leave her. But he gets that memory because he remembers he told his daughter that monsters weren't real, and she never had time to figure out they were. Um, and then that she was fighting this monster. Um, so he was kind of concerned that he lied to her, and that's the last thing she would remember of him. And this whole oh, thing. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm. You don't remember mm-hmm. that? No, I said I remember that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, basically, this whole book is yeah. him accepting the loss of his daughter, yeah. even if years. it takes 10 years or more, um, that he finally accepts and is ready to move on. Mm-hmm. Uh so, go ahead. Okay, you, you sure? Yeah, I, okay. I had a question. Thoughts, I had a question yeah. for you, yeah. Chris. As a father, mm-hmm. how did this resonate with you? Because it obviously would hit different for someone with kids. Well, especially I think having it would resonate different than with someone who doesn't have kids, someone who has kids, and someone who's lost a kid. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. Thank God, and I hope never I have to experience. I've never lost a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure it would be hard. I mean, they kind of, I don't think it's his intention, but kind of makes the mom out to be a bad guy. But she's really not. She she got on with her life. And I'm. they don't talk about what happened afterwards. If she stayed with him and they tried to right. do it together and he, and he just her. went in like sunk deeper and deeper like, into his own head. It has been 10 years. Right. Yeah. And though she had to just move on. I, they don't say. I mean, but that kid did look like the new kid, five like five or six. Well, like he's going to school, what, so right, didn't six. they say five a grade? Or, yeah, I don't know if they said a grade, but, but he he's taking to him school. to school, right? So it that means within that ten years, she met someone, dated, married, married and had, had a kid, and that kid is about yeah. six or seven. So right, four years. I mean, that's. I mean, let's take into account dating. Let's say it was a quick dating and they dated for a year and then got married. Yeah. And then maybe got pregnant right after marriage. So that's maybe seven or eight years. So she gave him a good couple years. Seems like it. Before yeah. she decided to move on. I, I just don't feel, you know she's the you know quote-unquote bad guy i just think Mm -hmm. she was able to accept it and move on quicker than him and probably just made life with him horrible with him depressed won't talk about anything you know goes to work comes home eats showers goes to bed right probably wasn't talking to her probably you know in his own little world so i mean she moved on and i'm sure she doesn't forget or you know act like the daughter never existed but she's got a she's still living she has to mm-hmm. continue to live mm-hmm. i mean unfortunately the daughter passed away uh, to answer your question i don't know how i would react no, um, not that you, no i was i was just asking how how do you feel about this book it was what well, did you, I mean, you know being a i would hope into anyone it was right. sad you right. know i i could understand why it's so hard for him to move on yeah i mean that's what i was because if you look at it like and it it basically depends on 
your relationship with your kids. It looks like the daughter and the father did a lot more together. Mm-hmm. The um, fact that he was at the hospital yeah, a lot. And that was another thing I, I wanted to point out is that every time you saw a hospital scene, it was just him. him. Yeah. Right. Mom wasn't there. Mom was Mom here was at the house, house. Getting a change of clothes, taking like a shower, that. you know, trying to, you know, live her life as much as she could knowing her daughter was in the hospital. Right. Where it sounds like he kind of just 24-7 stayed at the hospital. Mm-hmm. So the relationship between the both of them was completely different. And again, this book, the Maze book, is only focusing on the father's point of view. The father's side of this story. You know, the mother is basically just a blip in this book. Mm-hmm. Um, we see her once. And so we don't see the suffering and the struggles she went to. And I'm I'm sure that at that end when the daughter passed, that time she probably did stay with her husband was hard. And he was probably suffering by himself and making her suffer by herself. That eventually her mental space said, you know, I need to move on. Um, otherwise, you're just yeah. going to bring me down with you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, right. granted, we see her as, you know, the heartless one in this, we don't see her side of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think uh, she reacted appropriately. Though. I do like too. Him showing up, who knows right. how long Al, it's been. Right. Ten years later. Seen, well, since they've even seen each other. Right. And he just shows up and saying, our, our daughter's alive. Like, yeah, no call. No call. No, just shows up just at shows the door. Up. He calls in, calls in sick from work. Right. And says, I can't, I have the flu. I can't, can't make it. And right. He just shows up at his ex-wife's house. His... Her, her husband, right. her new husband, her answers child. the door. Right. It's like, you is know, eating so breakfast and he's... she just kind of gets like, um, you know, all like abruptly like, hey, I'm going to come, you know, come and talk about her, our dead daughter. Yeah. Like, you know, and of course you, you're going to be upset. Like, Correct. Because she's obviously moved on to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And now he's like, well, now, you know, she's she could be alive and all this. And so... Right. Mm-hmm. I think I never I mean, I didn't think I think she she acted fine. I I don't I didn't really put her to be the bad guy. I thought, you know, in that See, situation that was, that was kind of my impression that yeah. It was how could she move on? How would she get remarried and have a child already? Well, the well, the from husband his, from suffered. his perspective, yep. you mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah from yeah. his perspective. Yeah, yeah. Not my perspective. Right. No. Right. Right. Um uh, Okay, so I guess... Well, one thing I did feel like was, I'm like, she could have handled the situation a little better than yelling. But, oh. And insulting well, it, him. It took, but, yeah, it took a little bit for her to get yeah. to that point. Like, right. they had a conversation, they were talking, and then finally she's just like, get what you need and get yeah, out. Get I out. don't want to... I moved on with my life. You're, you know, I don't know what... She was like, you're, you're basically gave up. And I've moved on and just, you know, get what you want and and let me move on and get on with my life. Yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, that's where he finds the uh, the maze that she didn't finish, yep. that he ultimately gets tattooed on his arm because mm-hmm. he thinks that the he lays it over the map of the city. <laughs> and he's like, she's in the city and he starts at his apartment like. What? Well, I you mean, saw where it ended up, right? Where yeah, the uh, was, something. Children's, the children's uh, hospital. Children's hospital. Yeah, the children's right. hospital. Um, 
So then he's he goes to that spot and it's a brick wall. Right. Which and then Yeah. I figured subconsciously that's why he placed it as the center was the children's hospital because that right. was her last that I'm sure she passed away in the hospital. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but yeah, the the brick wall and then he finds the, the grate. Right. And that's he not the first trip. The first trip he finds the brick wall, he decides to punch, punch it. To, to punch it. And then he yeah. then he leaves. And yeah. he's like, I must have missed something. And then the second time he goes, he sees two trash bags. He's like, Was that there before? Which they Named they were. Yeah. I went back sewer. and looked. They were yeah. they were they were there. Clearly and there, right where he was. He finds a sitting. sewer and decides <laughs> to climb into it. Like mm-hmm. everybody does. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you see a sewer, you just climb yeah. into it. See if we can <clears> find <throat> any ninja turtles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. But I do Anyways, say there are some fumes um, in there that are probably messing with him. <laughs> well, and oh. that just—that's—that's that's the question: Is he physically somewhere, or was he at home the whole time, or or is he like in how his far sewer? does he physically get before he blacks out and is in his own little world? Because right. as you call right. it, the upside down. Right? The is blue he part. just like when he finds the grate to the sewer? Is he just sitting in the sewer in a blank stare? And he's doing this right. whole journey, or right? Because is... the whole thing is in his mind, right? Yeah, or is his mind taking over in the sewer, like he unlocked this whole new world, and just walking around the sewer like it's the maze, right? Because he could just be walking in the sewer. Because there's so <laughs> many ways. Stunk. Um. Also, fumes, sewers. It probably stinks. What is he doing? <laughs> so one thing that bothers me: it's a sewer. <laughs> well, as we saw, he just goes down and then back right up. Probably the, uh, ladder that's yeah, but four also, feet away from him. <laughs> I also want to know what was going on when he was in the upside down, as you call it. What what was going on? Like where was he? Was he Physi- walking around? Where was he physically? Yeah, that's yeah, physically. Like yeah. was he walking around? Was he unconscious? And my my guess is is he's in that alley. Right, so but I then just, in a he, blank stare. He when likes, he finally let her go, he was somewhere else. I'm like, I don't think he, he was on a roof. He was on a rooftop, wasn't he? he was no, on I think he was at a brick <clears throat> wall. I don't think he was where he went down in the sewer. I don't believe that's where no, he no, was. No, no, no. He was somewhere on the street or, or on a building or an something. Alley, something like that. So he had have been walking. Was he walking in the sewer? Because still, that's disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, but he thought that he went up mm-hmm. the other side of the mm-hmm. wall. He was on a looks like a roof. Yeah, that's as what I the string blows onto the scary. Yeah, he was on a roof. Yeah. So he ended up somehow getting on the roof without anybody else <laughs> noticing yeah. that he was going up there. How did he get on and the roof? So he went from underground to a roof. Right. He found like a parking garage in the sewer. And it looks like right as up. he gets off the roof, the dog's there. Or is that dog on the roof? <laughs> Explains where the dog went. <laughs> yeah, that's where it got confusing for me. That dog. How has this yeah. dog survived? So, it's been two anyways, years. So, that's just kind of overall. Uh, There's some holes yeah. that I want to well, figure overall, out. Overall, uh, <laughs> feelings about the book, Tasha. I want to know why he was in a sewer. Because <laughs> he was trying to get on the other side of the wall. Yeah, overall, Tasha. Overall, it was a good book. There's some stuff I want to be filled in on. <laughs> Well, I think that's a whole part of it. You don't get all the answers. You yeah. just gotta, 
you like, know, was he on can, stuff? Can't give you all it? the answers. We gotta, like, was he on stuff? That, that imagination? Or? No, the make believe. No, make pretend. They gotta use your make pretend. You gotta use your make pretend brain. Make my pretend. Yeah. Recommendations. Like, I, I wouldn't let a kid read this. I'll tell you that. Um, Why? It wasn't. I mean, there there's was no, there's no violence, bad language, no language. There's no violence. There's yeah. no they sex. Say, I mean, the subject they matter say some might bad be bad words in it, like shit. Yeah, no, they don't. Oh, no. wrong book. They Sorry. do not. But I the, like the subject matter. It may be a little more mature for someone who's yeah. never experienced yeah. death yet. But sure. other than that, I don't see anything wrong with a kid reading this. No, it I may don't go either. over their head a little, but yeah, yeah, I just yeah. wouldn't recommend it for a kid. Maybe not, but like maybe yeah. teens, overall, adults. I would I would recommend it for graphic yeah. novel lovers. That's good. <laughs> graphic novels, graphic comma novels, lovers, or graphic lovers. novel lovers. <laughs> graphic <Whatever>. novels, lovers. <laughs> yeah, they love it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I read it all in um, like an hour before I went to bed. I was just like, oh, I'll read one issue and. Before I knew it, I was just read the whole thing. Yep. I just wanted to. Um, and again, I'm a I'm kind of a fanboy for Jeff Lemire, so I'm, I like his fan fangirl fanboy. Um, I fan like uh, I really like his writing, and this is no exception. I thought there's there's always so many different elements. It's not just you know a plain you know um, story or uh, what's what do you call it? Uh, linear. It's not yeah. just a straight linear story. There's many levels. You can go down a lot of different rabbit holes with this. Uh, what this it. means, what that means, the Minotaur and the maze and the uh, visually too. Well, visually, yeah, visually, it's a non-linear as well. Yeah. I'm like what happened? A lot of yeah non-linear. How did end in, up on a roof? Physically, <laughs> you know, in more ways than one. <laughs> so, I wouldn't. Okay. I don't want to say like I hated it. I wouldn't recommend it, but I wouldn't not recommend it. If someone asked me, hey, is this a good book? I'd be like, yeah, you'd enjoy it. But like if they were, hey, name a book I could read. I, this probably wouldn't be the first one I'd jump out and recommend. Um, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, no, don't yeah. read this book. I know, this I, is, would, I know what Jared would recommend. What? The Kill Lock. The Kill Lock. <laughs> um, no, this is one where you need to know... Great. Your, your audience. No, you Yeah. Huh? It's a great. We're just gonna lose Jared. He's gonna pout now. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to our the show Scheduled program that we're doing here. Recommendations. Oh. So right. Yeah. Oh, I fucking forgot. <laughs> um. Okay. But so like, I, I was saying your, to your point. Yeah, I was saying I, think, I wouldn't recommend. Yeah, you need to know you. Know your audience. Right. Like, know who, like, if you know the person, like, what kind of, you know, it's like, not going to be for everybody. Right. Someone's like, hey, I want to get into comics. Definitely Don't, not. Definitely no. not this. Nothing. Nobody no, like, this, oh, underwater, this is, underwater welder. Yeah. Not going to recommend not, that. No, not I'm this. Like, but someone, someone who's a more, like, seasoned uh, comic graphic, book reader, book graphic reader, graphic novel, book reader. You know has they, a nice yeah. wide range yeah. of yeah, like, yes. genres like, they read, yes. then yes. If I know yeah. someone's like, um, what's the word? Um, but even someone who's linear, who like reads graphic novels, but it's always only superheroes. Yeah, yeah. This is, I wouldn't say branch out by starting with this. Right. This is not that. This yeah. is like someone. If you want, 
a little bit more deeper read a little you know i you would gotta, like it's like not my it's opinion. not oh, just I'm it's like, not just uh for go ahead for, Josh, since we can't yeah go ahead. Um, if someone if i wouldn't recommend this to someone that was like really emotional or is sensitive about topics like this if i books. know that <laughs> I, I wouldn't read really any of our books because yeah. we do a lot of depressing stuff yeah maybe but maybe we change. should look into that maybe we yeah. should change. maybe maybe we shouldn't like wrong have with a this, uh, therapist as a guest just start calling just one day we have a therapist on. Let's but, change it to the depressing book hideout yeah, and then like uh, next season we're gonna just do all happy books it's yeah. gonna change moods. See for me, hopefully Chris will um, change it up. Okay, go ahead. For me, you know, if someone came up to me who's like an avid superhero graphic novel reader, I would probably recommend something like Lila Star as a nice move over first. Something that's still a little, a little supernatural, but starts getting into more of a serious, serious tones, story like, tones yeah. before we say. Mm -hmm. uh, upgrade souls <laughs> yeah that one's on a, its own yeah. yeah some of these are yeah. off way off that but i mean spectrum. like i said i i didn't hate the book i like jeff lemire not as much as the fanboy but i <laughs> i i do like jeff lemire's stuff his art's a little for me but yeah. uh well, i do like his storylines and mm -hmm. same with this but again with his storylines my recommendations will be for specific people I'm not yeah. just going to say, hey, you should read this just to yeah, random exactly. people. Mm -hmm. um, I just need to know my audience. Because there have some, been, right, yeah. some books that we've read that I would recommend to anyone. Barbarian. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. I would recommend Barbarian. that to anyone. Uh, what was it? Sex. Sex Castle. Sex Castle. I would recommend that to anyone. And they're just fun mm. books. I mean, well, not kids for Sex not Castle. Not kids or right. people who don't like fun. Yeah, people who don't like fun. Um, so overall for me, like I, just to summarize, cause I've kind of already said it, um, uh, it was a good book. I like Jeff Lemire. I like his writing. His art style is okay to me. Not, you know, he's got great symbolism and, you know, great colors in his art, but his art, like I said, every yeah. character he draws and any of his books right. all yeah. look like they're suffering I, through the grapes of wrath. Yeah. I definitely think you should check out Gideon Falls and Black Hammer. Does he draw he, them? He not the main series. No, he doesn't yeah. draw them. There's excellent artists on those two. Yeah. That yeah, he just does the writing. Yes. So I so yeah, I'll check those I would out. definitely recommend those for sure. Um, but I did like the book. I mean, I didn't mm -hmm. hate it. I read it like you said almost one night, except yeah. for the fact I it was late and I fell asleep during the fifth chapter. So I just reread that again the next night. Right. Uh, yeah. I read it in three days. Mm. <laughs> yep. It took me a little while. Hi, right, Jerry. Your overall, I think we've heard from Tasha and I. Uh, I thought I did. I yeah, you. Jared has. Oh, um, he did. Okay, then sorry. Yeah, it was a book. Yeah, know. it was a book. <laughs> it's a book. Uh, I remember, I was talking about being a fangirl and stuff. And I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Overall, I I very uh, I enjoyed it a lot, and um, hopefully, we will have some less sad books coming up for <laughs> for you. So, um, speaking promise. of that, uh, I think Chris is up. He gets to choose the next book. What do we? Uh, what do we have to look forward to? Okay, so next week we're going to be reading and reviewing The Kill Lock <laughs> by Libido <laughs> Ramadelli. I you're serious for a second. I am serious. Wait, was actually? That, next week we're going to be reading was that the, the Kill Lock. Was that the book you were going to pick? No. Oh. I hadn't picked one yet, but the minute you said, and I felt really bad that I kept 
crapping on that book before I read it. I thought you had one. You said yep. I'll let you know at the end but of the Jared episode. But Jared already did this episode. Uh, the minute we started talking about your book, I picked the kill lock. But Dad, Jared already That's... summarized this uh, no. that episode. But we didn't talk about it, and I I shit on his book before I even read it. So let me read it. So we're gonna do an episode on it. Yes. So then he can really, really shit, shit on, on it. <laughs> and who knows? I might read this book and go. Boy, was I wrong. This was actually a really good book. And then I'm going to come back and be like, it was horrible. Good. That works for me because I already read it. So yeah, now see, I don't... And you're already good to go. Now I'm you can reread it and be ready it. for your visuals. And yeah. Maybe on it. the... Maybe on my... on the. I did give it... Uh, well, I won't tell you. Um, <laughs> Five stars? Yeah, don't tell us because yeah. he's going to review it. Um, we'll I mean, because all he really did was tell maybe, us about the story. Maybe the second... Um, Except Second for that reading through top five, and then who right. would recommend May- it for everybody? Well, like yeah. I said, <laughs> all he did was just summarize the story. But he did say that, and I was crapping on it the whole time he was summarizing it. So I think it's only fair that no, you wait, and wait. I read this book. I was going and to then no matter what. Next week when we do our podcast, we can actually discuss it, knowing we've all read it, and then my crapping on it will actually be justified. Because I did read it. I have a feeling you won't you, crap on it. You won't crap on it as and, as, as much again. As much. And like as I much. said, but we'll see. Let me read I, it, and then I might take back everything I, might, I said. Yeah, I might read it a second time, yeah. and now I'm gonna have Chris in my head. Well, what do they yeah. do? This? this is stupid. <laughs> now I'll be like, oh, this is shit. But <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and be like, you know what? This was an amazing yeah, book. Maybe we'll, gonna come back. We'll maybe we'll we'll like, I read it again. We'll just do a one eighty. This didn't make sense at all. Why did I even read this book? So, yes, so next week, the episode will be The Kill Lock, uh, written and drawn by Livio Ramadelli. Nice. I thought you were joking. I know. I I thought you were joking, too. Well, I knew you guys were going to laugh, but I also thought you guys were going to think I was joking. But to be honest with you, I hadn't picked out a book yet. I had a couple I was thinking of, but I felt it was only right. (laughs) The fact that you could tell I was making Jared upset with every comment I made about his book. That I read it, we do a whole podcast on it, and then I can just okay. see if I can get him just to yell at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, if, if you you were coming at it from a point of not reading it, right. but if you read it and you make some good points, then that's it's, fine. It's going to be Tasha and I and Jared for the first half, and then the second half is yeah. just going to be Tasha. It's just going to be like this. <laughs> <laughs> the second half. So, Jared I think, out. I think we've, uh, for everyone who listens no, to this podcast, I I mean, we've pre set up the next podcast to be a humdinger. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I think if you come at it from a point of reading it, right. And that's exactly that's why I picked it yeah. because I agree with you. I was sitting there shitting on it and I had never read it just by what you were telling me. So, again, next week we're going to read <laughs> The Kill Lock so that. I can be justified with my views after reading it. Or, again, I might 180. Hell, Jared might want 180 with all my thoughts Could in his be. head. Could so, be. We'll see. We'll see. I doubt it. But and I'll so. be confused sitting in the corner. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, like I said, it was my... Now, we're only going to do one book of my one. Favorite. Just so everyone knows, we're yeah, only doing just book the, one. Just the first one. Just the first one. We're Which, not going yeah. to do the kill lock with the artesian wraith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Right. Jared, want to take us home? 
Take us home. Swing away. Thanks for listening to our episode on Maze Book by Jeff Lemire. And as always, we want to bring our listeners the best content possible. So please send us any feedback or book recommendations you may have by finding us on Instagram at hardcover underscore hideout or by commenting on whatever platform you may be listening on. Thanks, Jonah. And please consider rating, subscribing, and sharing our podcast. We would greatly appreciate it. Thank you all for listening, and happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading. Happy reading.